0: You're listening to Feed Play Love, a podcast that's all about supporting parents as they bring up children. We've got experts and advice to help you through the more challenging bits of parenting. I'm Siobhan Hunt. For the last nine years, every time I've done a mental health check with my GP, she's asked me the question, Have you been tired for no reason? And each time she asks me, I smile and say, Well, I'm a mum. Is that a reason? Because I'm always tired. When the kids were smaller, it was because they didn't sleep. Now they're older. It's the perpetual juggle of work and family. Dr. Amy Shah is a medical doctor and nutrition expert who's trained at Cornell, Columbia, and Harvard universities. Her book is called I'm So Effing Tired, and it's all about resetting your energy levels through what we eat, when we eat, and managing our stress levels. Hi, Amy. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. Can you tell us what led to you making changes in your own diet and lifestyle?
1: I had a crisis, a personal crisis of my own. Basically, I was feeling so tired all the time, despite sleeping, despite eating the right foods. I just didn't know what was going on with me. So I basically went to my doctor colleagues because I thought maybe I just didn't know um, how to treat myself. And they said, everything was fine. You're, maybe you're, you're a mom, you're, you have a practice, you're
0: getting older. And I just knew that that couldn't be the right answer. What would you say are the general symptoms of exhaustion? When you feel tired, often
1: you'll feel wired at night. So tired, but wired. Often you'll have GI symptoms because your gut health is so linked to fatigue and burnout. So you'll have bloating or constipation. Often your mood is changed. people feel more irritable and anxious. Also, um, people will definitely have other problems. Maybe you feel more inflamed, Um, your joints are hurting. There's many, many symptoms that you can feel. It's not just fatigue by itself.
0: See the thing is, I've always put my tiredness down to that fact that I'm a, a mom and I work and I'm doing all this stuff. And I always felt like um, if I wanted to feel less tired, then I obviously had to sacrifice something. I had to not work as much, or you know, is is that um, a reasonable expectation alongside what you've got in this book? But are we all doing too much?
1: Yeah, we. We wear burnout like a badge of honor, right? We are asked to do so many things and we think we have to because if we don't, we're lazy. Um, Part of the things I talk about in the book is also allowing yourself every day to have a few minutes where you reset your energy. This was built into our culture you know, hundreds of years ago, with the way our uh, our culture was set up, now we don't have that. So we have to build that in. If you want to be great at what you do, you must build in times to refill your energy.
0: So let's talk about the the things that you go through in the book. Um, in particular, you speak a lot about diet. And you also talk about the impact that diet can have on hormonal imbalance. I didn't actually realize that the food we eat has an impact on our hormones. Can you explain that connection for me?
1: Absolutely.
0: Our our hormones and our gut health are intertwined.
1: We have gut bacteria in our gut. These, These bacteria they regulate our hormones. They can increase the amount of hormones. They can decrease the amount of hormones. Estrogen, for example, is very much regulated by something called the estrobilome in the gut. So gut bacteria, the health of your gut bacteria and your hormones have a very tight connection.
0: And what role does the circadian rhythm play in all of this? This
1: is my favorite part of the plan. Circadian rhythms control 80% of our genes. We cannot be doing everything at once. Just like our brain needs a rest overnight to repair and solidify memories and learning, our body, our GI tract, our cells, they need time away from metabolism, like away from you eating so that it can repair and renew. So when you are eating late into the night, you're shortchanging that process.
0: Right. So when people talk about fasting, which is very popular at the moment, I know that you have an approach to fasting that plays into this. How exactly are you saying we should be fasting in order to make use of this circadian rhythm?
1: We should be fasting on the hours that is it's dark. But that's a basic premise. So start fasting two to three hours before bed. And then continue for 12 to 14 or even 15 hours. This will give your body a nice rest between the last meal and the first meal. Most moderners are eating 15 hours a day, 16 hours, 15 to 16 hours a day. So really even saying that, hey, eat only 12 hours a day and fast 12 hours, even that is an improvement.
0: The only thing that makes me cautious about this is I'm not a good dieter. In fact, I don't think I've ever had a diet in my life, Um, simply because I I feel like it's too much effort. And now that I have children where I'm already cooking a separate meal for them because they're so picky, I look at this and think, oh God, is this going to be really hard to implement to change my diet in order to um, make my gut bacteria healthier and, and all those sorts of things. I mean, is it difficult to implement the changes you're suggesting in the book? No, absolutely not. I have two children myself. I'm a busy physician
1: and I do all of this writing and my wellness practice. I made these changes so simple that anyone that has a few minutes extra every day can incorporate them into their life.
0: Well, that's what I wanted to hear. Good. <laughs> <laughs> and um, let's be clear as well, like your diet isn't principally about losing weight. It's about um, helping trigger these things that will give us more energy. Is that right? Absolutely. It's not about losing weight. You can
1: go on a you know crash diet, This is something that you want to continue for the rest of your life, for the health of your brain, for the health of your body, to live a long, healthy life. I argue that if we just do what
0: modern culture wants us to do, we are all destined for
1: disease and
0: burnout. One of those uh, symptoms of modern life, I think, is stress. If I relate stress to my life as a a mother, the things I think about day-to-day are, Have my children got out of bed? Will I get them to school on time? Thinking about, oh, I'm going to forget to enroll them in soccer. I'm going to forget that birthday party. Okay, well, now I have to go to work. And then there's all the deadlines with work. And then there's what will we have for dinner? Although they sound very trivial, if I'm honest about it, I think each of those things has a certain level of stress in it. Um, How did those little stresses make us tired? When we're making multiple decisions a day, like you said, what
1: should we make for dinner? What should I do for my child's birthday party? What should I get for my friend for their anniversary? You make Many, many decisions a day. And this is called decision fatigue. It's actually a very, very well known term in the scientific literature because we get tired as we make more and more decisions in the day. And as mothers and as working people, we are making too many decisions every day. So one of the things I've suggested in the book is to remove some of the decisions of your day to automate, um, as much as you can your breakfast your fasting so the things you have control over your clothes your uh, breakfast your workout your morning routine just build it so that you love it every day and it's there for example i wear my white coat and black pants every single day to work i have the same breakfast. I have a chai with nuts and berries to break my fast every single day. I have the same workout almost every single day. I'm removing all those decisions from the day. As much as you can do that, then you have energy, mental energy left over to make more complex decisions later in the day.
0: That sounds incredible. The other thing that sounds incredible is that you say that if we apply these changes to our lives that we'll feel more energy within two weeks, is that realistic for most people or is that something that we should, you know, especially when I think about parents and we tend to, well, I tend to try something and then I have to keep trying, <laughs> trying it because life gets in the way. Is it realistic to expect your energy levels to be boosted within that short period of time?
1: Well, as you know, Siobhan, everything is, you build on it. So two weeks is to get your feet wet with some of these ideas. Okay. Bring it into your life, make it a part of your life. I want it to be easy and enjoyable to get nature time and uh, fresh air and sunlight is a gift, right? To be doing that because it's actually helping your body is almost a treat. So yourself those moments of self-care give allow yourself to have a few minutes in nature just by yourself give yourself a good night's sleep you know gift yourself these things this is going to be not only
0: is it good for your health it makes you feel good well i've got to say as i mentioned before i'm not a diet person but i looked at this book and thought this is the first time i actually think i'll try it yes So thank you for writing this book. I I can feel that there are a lot of parents out there, particularly mothers, who are like, oh, I think I need to read this. So thank you for all your work and thank you for your time today, Amy. Thank you so much for having me. That's Dr. Amy Shah. She's the author of I'm So Effing Tired, and you'll find links to her book in the notes of this episode. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me.